0: Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started.
1: All right, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. Uh, This podcast was developed by and for Amazon sellers to give you the latest strategies that are working right now to grow your Amazon business, as well as how to plan for your future growth and lifestyle. You'll also hear from real active Amazon sellers who turn their businesses around to grow and scale their businesses profitably. And you'll learn how they did it with real practical tips that you can implement in your business today.
2: So in this episode, we're going to be speaking with a friend and colleague of ours, Melanie Shabangu, who is the founder and CEO of Avask Accounting and Business Consultants, and they are specialist tax consultants providing accounting, VAT compliance, and e-commerce advice in the EU and also in the UK. So welcome, Melanie. How are you? I'm good, thank you.
0: Thank you very much for having me on this podcast, and uh, hopefully we're going to be able to to share our knowledge with uh, the group. Thank you. Thanks for having
2: me. Awesome. So, well, I'm very excited about this episode because both Isaac and I have doubled and even tripled our businesses by taking our existing products that we were selling in the US market and essentially just expanding those products out across the EU and the UK. So we know how powerful a growth strategy market expansion is because essentially, you know what, you just source the same thing. Uh, You sell it in the US market or whichever market you're actually based in And then you can essentially take that same product and put it into all these other marketplaces, which for me, I think that's a great way of expanding a business because you're just simplifying the process, right? You don't have to worry too much about different suppliers to be able to double and triple the business. But we do know there are many confusing areas for sellers, which can also be paralyzing as well for a lot of people to get started and I I know that this is what you guys really focus on because most of those things are surrounding you know the finances and VAT and all those kind of compliance issues so and also there's obviously potential costs involved as well right Melanie but before we're actually going to jump into all of that cool stuff I really want to understand a little bit more about you about your personal journey and also how you ended up creating a VASC which services so many clients to expand their businesses across the UK and Europe. So tell us a little bit about your backstory.
0: Okay, so the reason why Avask was founded, uh, to be honest, it was uh, with the view that I could travel. So I didn't know how Amazon works. But um, it was with the view that I was going to be able to travel with uh, my husband who was working for the European Union then and I could be having just a few clients and service them anywhere where I would be in the world. But the story changed when um, a friend of mine introduced me onto the Amazon world, whom I've been working with uh, on international tax on previous uh, companies. Now he said uh, to me, "Well, Amazon, uh, with the rules that are changing in Europe, that's this was back 2012, 1st of December, with the change, with the changes that are happen- happening happening uh, in in the UK in particular, Amazon is looking to launch sellers." Successfully without any VAT hurdles. Now you know this. Um, maybe it's something that you could be looking at. It's like nah, 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 I'm just looking for a new, for a few clients. But you know, the burning passion of being an entrepreneur sort of like uh, came up. And uh, I went to see Amazon. I went up to Seattle where we held uh, some few meetings, and I explained what I was good at. At first, I thought I was going to be employed by Amazon, but that didn't happen. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just left a job job with the view that I don't want to be employed anymore. And I'm taking on, and now I'm going to Amazon offices. I'm thinking, oh, these are very nice offices. I could fit here very well. so then uh, they explained to me the program that they were basically looking to launch to make sure that sellers are being compliant that are, are moving from the US into the eu marketplace so from there that's how we fully launched a task to amazon sellers but we were already doing uh, the uh, bread and butter uh, accounting services, self-assessment, corporation tax return, and also advising international um, entrepreneurs that uh, were not selling on Amazon, but they were buying properties in London. So that's their av- uh, vast journey. I started off by myself, and soon I was joined by other partners. Right now, we've got uh, a four a uh, partners uh, in the firm, and we've got uh, about 368 staff uh, uh, globally.
1: Wow. It's pretty impressive. So I remember talking with you via email, I think as early as about 2014 or 2015, I want to say, and then pretty much we've been recommending you to everybody that we've known since that has gone into, you know, the UK from US or into the EU from UK or US. So uh, it's been, we've, like we were talking about before, we've never actually formally met, but I think I've known you for like five or six years now, which is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would say you and Kasti have been, uh, uh, to be honest, you made a VASC and also Amazon. I'll put you at the level of, of Amazon as well where Amazon, they made us, and uh, as well as yourselves as well. We've, you've recommended to us over over 100 or 200 wow. uh, sellers uh, over, over the period that we've known each other, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to work with you guys, and it's amazing how we've seen some of these sellers that were not even selling in, on Amazon uh, EU. They were all in the U.S., and they've just grown tremendously. It's been absolutely fantastic,
2: and thanks to you guys.
1: Wow. I appreciate that. Didn't even know that. That's good to hear.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And um, we met just for the first time a week ago because we were at the same conference together. And yeah, I just turned around the corner. It was literally like Melanie had met, you know, we'd been at school together or something. You were like, oh my God, you know, it's like we'd just not (laughs) seen each other for ages. I've forgotten that I hadn't actually met you before. Yeah. So it's a crazy world, isn't it? Because you, you build these relationships, not only obviously with other sellers, but with professionals such as yourselves. And it just makes it feel like a kind of like a true family in terms of not only growing your business, but also doing it in the best way possible.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it, it's, been, uh, it's been great. Honestly, it's been
1: great. Fantastic. So let's kind of back up. And as we talk to sellers, obviously, there's gonna be a lot of Amazon sellers sitting here and they're gonna be saying, well, you know, I've been selling in the US, why should I actually look to the European market? You know, obviously, the US market's the largest market. Why should I expand my business across the sea?
0: So I would say for U.S. sellers, to be honest, it's not brainer because um, it's it's the school of duplication. What you're doing well in other places, launch it, duplicate it, cross pollination. Go and get it done in another country. So it's not brainer for U.S. sellers because they know the system, they know how things work, and all of a sudden for them to do what they are doing well in the U.S. and duplicate it in other foreign markets, and also. For diversification, as an entrepreneur, I've always said that, you know, you can't put your eggs in under one basket, even though you're doing well in one market, there's an opportunity for you to expand your business. I would say definitely it is something to go for.
1: Awesome. And obviously, we've seen a couple of specific markets in the the EU and UK that have really worked out well. But in your opinion, where should they start? And should they be thinking about total expansion before they get set up? Or should they focus on a couple of places?
0: So, uh, I would say, think of, um, for US sellers in particular, or Australia, think of yourself being in the US. Look at the size of the US. The US is absolutely huge. Population, 325 million plus. Uh, Europe, about 741 million. Now, with us being uh, currently UK, being part of the European Union for the next uh, a few months, it's a uh, no-brainer for you to launch Uh, in the UK and then expand in the other countries. When I I compare, I compare US like Europe, because obviously with uh, Europe, it's uh, open borders, which means I'm not going to try and say launching in, uh, in the UK only, don't launch in the other places, because, you know, it takes me four or five hours and driving I'm in France and I'm in the Netherlands so it's so close that once you are in Europe or you are in the UK I would say give it a shot and all the list your products in all the other marketplaces but let's get you VAT registered maybe first in the UK and then list your products in the other marketplaces as well.
1: Yeah and that's the one thing that we pretty much did straight off the bat and obviously the UK and Germany markets are Probably the two biggest in Europe well no doubt they're the two biggest markets and then you got a few other ones like France Italy, Spain that are out there that do somewhat somewhat well depending on what products they sell so um, mm-hmm. it's good to hear um, now many sellers are obviously worried about like you said the UK is only in the EU for a couple more months because of uh, brexit <laughs> um, but you know obviously with them leaving kind of what are your thoughts on this obviously you can't predict exactly what's going to happen but what do you think is going to kind of kind of is there going to be market instability, or do you think sellers don't have as much to worry about as they really think
0: they they don't have uh, nothing to worry about I would say um, it, it, you know I look at everything that happens as an opportunity now. With uh, with anybody that is launching now, if I had to relaunch you all over again, I would turn around and say, okay, let's get you the VAT number for the UK so that your product could be shipped directly into the UK. And also, in the event that the Brexit doesn't go according to plan, which means that we come out with no deal, let's also get you a VAT number for Germany or France, those being the biggest markets. Now, in in France, it's very easy to ship there. So pr- probably I would be leaning more on you launching in uh, in France or getting a VAT number for, for for France, other than Germany. Germany is great. However, with the shipment uh, that when shipment comes into Germany, there's more documentation that is required. So France is is almost the same as the UK. So let's get two VAT numbers in order for you to get launched. I would say. Yeah.
2: Okay, cool. And so you mentioned a lot about VAT there, right? So this is an area that is quite muddy, I think, until we obviously we get someone like yourself that can actually explain it. So what what is VAT, number one, and <laughs> <laughs> maybe just explain what it is. And then how are distance sellers liable for VAT? You know, what, can you just kind of step us through the process here? I'm, I'm a seller, I'm based in Australia. Well, my business is based in Australia. I'm based everywhere, right? I'm currently selling in the US. Um, so how am I liable for VAT once I kind of want to expand into Europe? Okay, so if we start from the beginning, VAT is value added tax.
0: If you were in Australia, you, you have GST, which is 10%, which is chargeable on all goods and services that uh, you, you use. So the value added tax in Europe is chargeable when anybody who is shipping their products in the EU with the view that they're going to be selling the, 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 those products. So when, when you first launch, we will register you for VAT, let's say in the UK. And you're going to be shipping your products in larger consignments or smaller ones to start with, and you will be charged what's called import VAT. Import VAT is chargeable, again, based on the cost of the product, plus shipping costs, plus incidental costs, multiplied by 20%. This import VAT is refunded at the end of the quarter when you are filing your VAT returns. Now, the governments, they expect you in return, because they're going to be refunding you the VAT, they expect you to collect uh, VAT from uh, your your customers, which is the B2C transactions that you're going to be making. So what a seller has to do is to make sure that when they are first launching in Europe, they make sure that they mark up their product in, su- they mark them up in such a way that those products, they include value added tax, which is the VAT. Say, for instance, in the UK, it's 20%. However, There are other VAT schemes that are available, which is uh, the flat rate scheme, and again, it depends on such product that you are selling. If you're selling baby clothing, say for instance, then the VAT rate is going to be different. So we need to make sure that we check first as to what products are you actually selling. Now, we will register you under the standard rate scheme so that you can be able to claim back any VAT that is chargeable. Now... I've heard uh, previously that uh, people think, and I think this happens more on Chinese sellers, where they think that if they mark up their VAT by 20%, it means that all their profits are going to be gone because their profit is the 20%. Now, that shouldn't be the case because in order for you to compete fairly with Isaac, you need to make sure that you're both marking up your products by 20% and you include the VAT portion, which is then refunded to the tax authorities on a quarterly basis, and other countries, they do it on a monthly basis.
2: Great. So essentially, because I think a lot of people who might be listening to this might be based in the US market. So obviously, very aware of sales tax. Now, sales tax is after the price, but in the UK and the EU, essentially, it's part of the price, right? So we have to understand that 20% of whatever we sell a product for will be remitted or 20 to 19 percent depending on what that threshold is will be mm-hmm. remitted to whichever tax authority we need it we need it to go to so we need to add that into our price to make sure that we're profitable and as you said every seller needs to do that right because every seller will be liable for VAT now just to clarify so as a new seller moving into the UK market do I need to register for VAT straight away?
0: That's correct I would okay. urge you to- Get VAT registered at the first instance. I know that, uh, I don't know whether something that still happens, but what was happening is that uh, under the marketplaces that with Amazon, you were not able to complete the registration without you having to add VAT numbers. Now, I'm not sure if that it was happening, happening to everybody, but I know that it has since become a requirement. I know we're going to be jumping to the new rules that are coming into place in 2020, 2020 2021, 2025, which affect marketplaces. So again, I would expect you or any or, or marketplaces would expect you to be VAT registered before you do your launching.
2: Okay, great. So essentially I wanna to move to the UK. So I register for VAT in the UK. Well, first of all, I come and see a VASK, right? Because you guys <laughs> obviously know exactly what's going on, and that's what we'd always advise: is rather than try and do this yourself, guys, always work with a professional, especially when it comes to country regulations, because um, it can be a minefield. And essentially, what we want you to do is focus on growing the business, not necessarily trying to understand all each UK each legislation. But essentially, we would come and see someone like yourself. We would register in one market and then we want to expand to each other, every other marketplace. We need to essentially register for VAT in those marketplaces as we go. Is that, is that kind of the rollout procedure?
0: That's correct. That's correct. I would say, let's say the, the consultancy or the, 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 the work that we do with you when you first launch, that is very, very important because, again, we'll be in a position to advise you even on the products that you're going to be selling in Europe if they're going to be working. Now, I had a, a customer from the U.S. last week was looking to launch uh, flags. That's uh, um, U.S. flags. You're launching U.S. flags in Europe. That doesn't work because, we, we, you know, we're not flag people. Uh, yeah. besides, you don't the want to
1: represent America. the United States and the UK? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> We're not going to be using your U.S. flags. Now,
0: if, uh, and besides, if you're going to be launching with a flags, I would say in, uh, and they're going to be EU flags, it's, uh, they're basically seasonal. So again, I would make sure that, You know, I sell other products as well as the flags. And when maybe it's the football season, maybe I'm going to be launching the flags for each and every country. But I wouldn't dare launch US flags in Europe because nobody's going to be buying flags. Yeah. But again, it's things like that. And and people in the US, they don't know what would go well. We can't turn around and say, oh, because you're doing well on flags in the, in, in, in the US. That will do well in Europe. This is where the conversation starts. And we'll turn around and say, do you know what? Maybe you should be looking at launching this product. Um, somebody was looking at launching a hot chili, um, olive oil, which they in Italy, they put them on pizzas. Now... Is this a product that I think is going to go well in the in the UK? Of course it will go well because we've got loads of Italian restaurants. <laughs> we survive on Italian restaurants, yeah. So there is an opportunity for you to launch those products. So it's things like that that we'd be looking at. And we could turn around and say, hey, instead of registering in the UK, maybe let's start with the registration in Italy and store the products in Italy because we think that's where your biggest market is going to be. So it's things like that. So hence why Kesti is saying that, speak to a professional who's going to be able to advise you and usually it's the people that are in the in in the country that will be better be advisors for you in terms of like what's going on what are the changes in legislation what's but most of the time you as a seller you don't have to worry about all those things that's our job leave it to us
2: that's great that's great to hear because i think that's the the key thing that paralyzes as i said up front a lot of people even just moving forward and thinking about this. And as you said, one thing that we're very uh, clear on is understand the opportunity in those marketplaces first before you just blanket go, hey, I'm just going to launch everything in, across all marketplaces. Um, you need to understand first if it's actually going to work on that. So that's great that you guys offer that other piece of advice as well, not just the, um, the VAT stuff, which is brilliant. So you mentioned as well that there's, there's going to be some upcoming changes to the legislation. What are they and when's it actually going to be rolling out?
0: Okay, so we saw the UK uh June 2016 starting tax investigations for people that were not VAT registered. Even those that were VAT registered, they went through the tax investigations. Those tax investigations were just to make sure that everybody is paid or is paying the correct amount of VAT. From there, we saw uh, Germany introducing tax certificates. Now, the tax certificate was also to ensure that the correct amount of VAT is, uh, is being collected. Now, in the EU, they, the tax authorities are saying that uh, VAT evasion is extima- estimated to cost each member of the EU at least $5 billion a year, and that is expected to increase to $7 billion by 2021. In view of that, we saw France uh, this year starting uh, to do uh, tax investigations. And again, the tax investigations is just to tax authorities are catching up on what's been happening since 2012. Mm-hmm. So with the catch up that they are doing, it's just to make sure that, Hey, I just want to make sure that I was collected. Uh, I got paid enough amount of VAT, hence why they are carrying out these checks. Now, don't be put off if you are launching for the first time, or you are already in this space, because you know for you, you're gonna be doing things better. We will be, you will be talking to professionals, people that will direct you to make sure that you're launching without any problem. Like a friend said to me uh, uh, last week, that you are launching with confidence, and you don't have to worry about where tax authorities are, are concerned. Now, in 2021 marketplaces may become the deemed supplier when they facilitate certain cross-border activities, that is uh, B2C of of their third-party sellers, uh, which means they will be liable for collecting and also remitting of uh, VAT to the tax authorities. That doesn't mean that the filing doesn't need to be done. There will still be filing that needs to be done. Why? Because if they, if, if you think about it, in the US, Amazon is, is, is uh, currently taking uh, a sales tax and remitting to the IRS directly. So this is the same thing that we may look at happening uh, in the US in 2021. So that the marketplaces, I mean, the tax authorities, they want to make sure that the correct amount is being remitted to them instead of hold of instead of you holding it back up until the end of the quarter or the end of the month then you pay so which means it's going to be deducted at source
2: okay great so essentially which will make it life way a lot easier right for people so what you're saying is is that if you're selling on the amazon platform in whichever marketplace you're in then Mm -hmm. potentially um amazon will collect that for you and pay it on your behalf is that what you're saying
0: that's correct. So they'll take the money for the VAT side and pay it directly to the tax authorities. But again, whilst the marketplaces are on the, VA, uh, I mean on the VAT rights and obligate, they, they don't take the VAT rights or the goods rights of your products. They are being made responsible for making sure that the money reaches the tax authorities.
2: Okay, gotcha. So it's I, ultimately, the ultimate responsibility will lie with the e-commerce platform whether that be Amazon, would that even apply to Shopify as well and, and other e-commerce platforms for people? Or is, this, is Amazon, because it's the biggest kind of e-commerce platform out there, is that going to be first and then you expect it to roll out?
0: I think they're going to be putting it through to all marketplaces that are out there because they deem them the ones that are collecting the money, So, which means that since you are collecting the money and then you are passing it on to to the seller, then it means that you need to be be in a position to deduct that portion of the VAT. It's already happening in the U.S. side. So I think maybe they've looked at how things are happening in the U.S. and they are rolling it over. But I think from a seller's point of view, who thinks that, uh, you know, how come I'm going to be having all this money and then I have to pay it over to somebody else and they may use the money to for for, for inventory, so I think it's going to work very well for sellers
2: okay, great and then I think um also what we've seen recently is that uh, Amazon now are offering to help people who are not currently v a t registered to essentially register them for free and do that across all the marketplaces. Is this something that you've seen and does this apply to? all sellers and would you recommend it
1: yeah
0: so we've been uh, running the pan EU promotion with Amazon for the past I would want to say 14 months uh to launch sellers into into the EU so what uh, they are doing they are paying us for you to launch successfully in Europe what this promotion does is that it's as it's it's called the pan European program the Pan EU is where Amazon, you ship in one location, and then Amazon distributes your inventory to all the other countries, obviously using their clever algorithm to see which countries your goods will be selling better than the other one. And what they do is uh, you, are, you are required to register in seven countries. Now, that's the five marketplaces, including Poland and Czech Republic. Now, in Poland and Czech, Czech Republic, there is no, no uh, marketplace. There's only FCs. Because of that, the inventory gets stored there. Now, we spoke in the beginning about uh, Germany being uh, a, a large marketplace. And the reason why Germany is a large marketplace is because it's got the countries uh, neighboring like uh, Austria, um, Netherlands, and you've got Switzerland and Sweden that are close to Germany. Now, people buy from that platform. That's why it's deemed as a bigger platform. If you think about it geographically, if you look at uh, it's where Poland is, which is neighboring Germany, and you've got the Czech Republic up. And all those, it means that the inventory can move better. And also what I've seen is that with the pan-European program is that usually the sales, they go up between 30 to 40% from what they were if you initially had launched just under one country or you were distance selling. Why? Because then your products are now going to be under the free circulation zone, they are stored near your clients, and besides, your shipping costs are lesser because Amazon doesn't charge you for distributing the inventory in all the other countries. It's all free. You just have to ship in one location and then they distribute the inventory into the other countries. It's a fantastic program, to be honest, but unfortunately, this program is coming to an end where Amazon is going to be paying for you on the 31st of, uh, of March. So we've been told to send out emails to advise the people that have signed, either signed up on this program. And also we've been given a link so that we can check if you will be eligible by, by you giving us your merchant token, which is available under your Amazon Seller Central. So we can check whether they're eligible on this program and you're going to get free VAT registration and compliance for 12 months.
2: Okay, great. And I think, I think, Isaac, you had some more questions around Panayu as well, especially <coughs> yeah. from our people. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's something I actually had to do and register for last year because they were turning returning my goods back into German and French platform warehouses. Uh, even though I basically said don't do returns and don't send my units to any other warehouse except for in the UK. Um, and that's what kind of pushed me to go into Panayu. Uh, and I think it's it's pretty good in in many senses. Obviously, when you're first starting out, it's probably not the first step you need to take. But when you can expand to these other markets, what kind of differences should you be able to see, kind of in your sales revenue and possibly even your profit margins from doing the pan you program, Melanie?
0: So I would say, like I said, uh, it's uh, you, you look about thirty to forty percent uplift on your on your sales. Now, if your product is available. In the country, so which means that uh, I'm going to be, and it's going to be under Amazon Prime, proper Prime. Because it's going to be that country. So I'm ordering today, I'm getting my product tomorrow. And in some cases, Amazon, the product they get uh, to the intended uh, uh, individual the same day, depends which parts of Germany. I know, of course, some friends in Germany, depends which part of Germany you are in. And for me, I would say that works. And that's why you're going to be seeing an increase because, you know, um, I would say shoppers that become a bit clever. They can see when the product is going to get to them. If I order a product today, being Monday, and it's coming on Friday, I'm going to go to another store to check as to when if i if I order from this one will it get to me tomorrow if it gets tomorrow even if it's a pound or three pounds cheaper i'll go for the one that I'm, it's going to be tomorrow No, i can't wait for friday so because of that that's why it is uh it, 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 I, I would say it's the best way to go to launch under the pan eu again amazon may take the, the products uh, to other countries by mistake And again, which means that maybe the place of supply is going to be all of a sudden in France. So because of that, that's why the PANIU is very, very important because that gives Amazon that uh, autonomy to basically ship your product anywhere where they've got an FC.
1: Yeah. And obviously I've been using this program. uh, It's not quite a year, maybe like seven or eight months so far. And, and um, you know, it's been, it's been, works pretty well. And it obviously it, it has a couple of, good benefits, like, you know, you don't have to pay as much in the FBA fees now, because it doesn't have to ship so far from, you know, the UK to Germany to the customer or whatever. So that that's pretty helpful as well. Um, but what have been some other feedback you've gotten from clients so far about the program?
0: So it's working very well. It's working very well. And again, I think the other advantage is that uh, with the view of the PANIU, Amazon managed uh, uh, to get a very, very discount uh, for year two for sellers. So if you launch under the PANIU European program, guaranteed that you know, you will get your price almost at 50% for year two, which is equivalent to about, if you launch under the seven countries, it's equivalent to about £750 per year per country, if you're going to be renewing in year two. And again, for people that are listening to this podcast, if uh, you want, even if you don't get invited by Amazon to launch under the Pan European program, that's fine, because if you reach out to us, we'll be able to check whether you're eligible. If you are, we will be able to launch you. And again, Amazon is going to be paying for your first year compliance and also registration
1: fees yeah that's great And i I know that obviously when i did mine you guys were the the people that i got and amazon was actually promoting you as one of the the services that does it so i was pretty happy with that so and do you guys find that amazon kind of favors people who use this program because like you said it's kind of more proper prime right so the faster the the products can get to customers usually amazon puts those in, in kind of better rankings and stuff like that right
0: well, I, I can't say it, it does. I'm not, I might not be allowed to say this, but I can tell you now uh, from, uh, you know, algorithm, it's a great thing to have because, you know, if you're launching in EU7, obviously, you know, that's why you're going to be seeing the uplift and the product is available in the country. So hence why that you will definitely do better than the person that is in, is registered under one or two countries. Uh, so definitely, I would say Pan is the way to go. And again, because of the of the dimmed uh, supply of goods that's coming into twenty twenty one, I would say definitely it is uh, it, it's something to go for. And again, where Amazon is going to be meeting um, the, the the funds to the or the VAT to the tax authorities, I would say definitely it's something to go for uh, when you're launching. Excellent.
2: Great. And so, just kind of pulling that together, you've got potentially regulation changes in 2021 where amazon will collect it for you does that also mean that they would help with the registrations as well or because you were you were talking about what they're currently offering which is so right now we are the 2nd of march in 2020 for everybody who's listening um and you were saying that by march 31st they would potentially stop that kind of free registration through you guys mm-hmm. do you think they will kind of return that again in 2021 when they have to remit the um the actual VAT itself?
0: I think the um the investment on PANIU has been huge and it's gone it's been a lot of people taking it up the other obligations such as uh, the pro- product uh, uh, responsibilities they are not amazon's uh, responsibility it's just the remitting of the of the VAT now you know, I would I, w- I would turn around and say they might they might increase the timeline. I was expecting that it was going to be the th- the 30th of September. However, they've reduced it to the 31st of uh, March. I don't know if honestly if they will keep the free VAT registration and compliance because I can. From Amazon's point of view, it is a lot of investment that Mm. they've made on this. If we can have, uh, I've seen uh, a difference with the people that uh, Amazon is approaching as well. The the numbers increased, especially for the start of this week. Uh, we've received over 50 uh, referrals uh, from this morning uh, already, which is uh, only just one day. So which means there is loads of people that are looking to take up this program. Now, I don't want anybody to p- to be put off on this because, you know, we've got different circumstances here. Some people, there's uh, inventory, um, uh, there might be inventory issues that, you know, I just want to launch only in the UK first. Again, if that's your strategy, I would say definitely let's still go for it. You're not going to get the free VAT registration as opposed to somebody that was going to be launching in all five marketplaces plus registering in Poland and, and Czech Republic, but still the opportunity is still there for you.
2: Yeah. So maybe a great strategy would be if people want to expand into, into Europe, they want to grow their business, they're looking for potentially you know, mid this year or early next year, is to understand themselves whether their products will actually translate well into whichever marketplace. And then come to you guys or someone like you guys, but obviously we would recommend you and, and we're very open about recommending you because we have worked with you for the past six years, six, seven years. And that you can then help them not only from a strategic perspective for their business, but also cost-wise. When does it make sense to actually you know, register for VAT and expand into those different marketplaces depending on the seller's budget? Because I think this is where A lot of people have fallen down. They've not fully understood. They know they need to register, but they don't understand, you know, the costs associated with the compliance. And therefore, is that marketplace worth that cost of compliance? So that is something that I think you guys can probably help them with a top line strategy around expanding into the UK and the EU as well and work with them on that cost as well for their business. Would you say that's correct? Correct.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is correct. And again, you know, I've always been not been the person that, you know, I want to drive the sales on VAT registration. (laughs) Fine, I've got targets to meet. But again, I will not just launch everybody for the sake of launching them. If uh, they speak to me or the team, we will always make sure that, you know, it is a feasible strategy, number one, that you are doing. The products that you're going to be selling, they are good enough products. That's why we always ask, what products are you going to be selling? Now, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news to turn around and say – don't launch these products, they're not gonna work. But you know, there's always going to be a workabout on the strategy. And again, you know, I would say do your research to to make sure that you just don't take what I'm saying, that the product is not going to work. If it's going to work, do your research and see that people that are actually launching on the same product Are they doing well? How many products are they selling per day? There is some softwares that are available out there. So I would say definitely make sure that you do your market research. And again, we will help you to make sure that you do that. When it comes to returns, there is a a lot of uh, issues around, oh, where am I going to be returning my products in case some clients that don't want them now we can support you with that we've got partners that work with that which are very close to us and again we have got some um, for people that are launching for the first time we're happy to have their products returns to, to to our partners warehouse without any charges as well so um, i mean we've been helping sellers on that for from from the
2: beginning great so problem at all yeah exactly it's funny actually because obviously yeah, I've never actually lived in the marketplace where I sell. So for me, uh, my, a bit like you, Melanie, my goal was to travel the world and not be bogged down basically by stuff. So I've never even worried about that stuff. I'm just like, yeah, whatever, Amazon will deal with it. But yeah, I think a lot of people are quite worried about, oh, well, if I've got returns. But guys, I would just say, even if you're based in the US and you're selling in the US market, don't worry about that stuff, right? You're there to like grow the business don't worry about where the returns go because hopefully you've got an awesome product and you're not going to get that many returns, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and also, sorry, Cassie, just to
0: add, in, in Europe, we don't tend to return a lot of products. Yeah. We don't have the returns as much as uh, the US side. We buy to keep. We don't buy to see and return back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of like, you know, being being dragged up in Yorkshire. That's That's definitely where my... <laughs> we've got to make this last (laughs) Kirsty. So that's, that's great. So we've understood a lot more about VAT. Um, I think the, the kind of takeaway for me is again, always work with a professional because you, you need to understand your situation and you don't need to be bogged down by that stuff. And you guys are professionals, which is great. The PANIU program seems like, and also the, the changes in 2021, they seem like Amazon are taking a lot more responsibility as well for sellers, which is, which is great. Um, and I think there's only another question that we get asked a lot, which is with, you know, an influx, say, of Chinese sellers, are they, uh, if you can, if you've got a, a liability or you've got the ability to be able to open lots and lots of different accounts, are Chinese sellers affecting other sellers in terms of competition? Because, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there about um, manufacturers in China basically becoming private label sellers and cutting down a lot of costs, being able to sell their sell their products a lot more profitably, and therefore being able to sell less to be able to afford the VAT and all yeah. those things.
1: And I just wanted to add, and they do this by not even wasting the time to try to be compliant first a lot of the time, so yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So is our VAT authorities now cracking down on that, right? So that number one thing is around being compliant. So would you say that it's getting a lot more rigid in terms of being able to be compliant in these marketplaces?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say, especially when Germany uh, started clamping down on the, on the VAT fraud, we saw a lot of sellers dropping off the market. Um, I had uh, one toy seller that was competing with my client for years, and we've been following them up. They are off the radar. Why? Because the, the, the VAT registration and compliance, especially clamping down in Germany, was not just cutting down only one marketplace if they found that you didn't have the VAT number in Germany, they, they, they were not just cutting off Germany, they were cutting all the marketplaces, which uh, it really took an aggressive turn in terms of like uh, the VAT registration. Now, for us in uh, in China, we've got uh, men on the ground that are really preaching the gospel on being compliant in China. We've got three offices there, and Amazon, I can tell you now that they are working incredibly hard to make sure that sellers are registered. You know, you will have those that are going through the nets <laughs> that are not uh, being registered. But I would tell you that in Europe, there is almost a requirement to have a VAT number on your seller central. Okay. With the manufacturers that are now going straight into selling on Amazon, which means comes from factory to, to, to customer, I would say as, as an Amazon seller, what I would do from a personal point of view, I would just diversify. I would stop producing uh, my new brands in China, take what's in China already in China, pro- uh, launch it in Europe. But if it's going to be a new product, I would look at other marketplace, uh, other uh, countries of manufacturing. Because, you know, we're talking about this, is 2020. This is just only going to be getting worse so what do you do look at country, countries like uh cambodia uh next door look at uh, the philippines um look at other, uh, look at india uh diversify in terms of like the manufacturing uh, side of you where, where you're not going to be in a position uh to compete uh, with manufacturers now where again there's the vat registration that is required it stops them from selling the, the their products at silly prices and again, you know, can you compete with China? I would say it's gonna take a long time for China to be able to compete with the West because of the quality. Uh, people from the West naturally, they are far ahead compared to China, especially on quality. And again, most people they look at where the, pro- the products are being produced. I would say, for me, I look at the company that is selling my uh, uh, that I'm buying from online, um, and if it's uh, a, a, a company with an English name, uh, that's what's uh, it's registered in America or whatever, I, I will go for that. If it's uh, from China, I'll be worried about the product because I'm not sure whether is it going to be the Alibaba style. You buy a, a yellow bowl and you get a green bowl. So you just just need to be concerned. But I I would say from our point of view, we are doing all what we can in China to make sure that sellers are compliant. And again, I I believe that's education. You know, um, if they're competing with you based on the fact that, you know, they're producing the product uh, cheaper, uh, but they are paying their VAT, that's fine. But if they're competing with you because they're not VAT registered, then that, that's a huge problem, which uh, the tax authorities are addressing that. We are on the ground. We are training our sellers to make sure that they are compliant. And some of them generally didn't know the fact that they have to be VAT registered. You yeah. know, they were not doing it because they wanted to pay trade fraud, but they generally didn't know that they have to be VAT registered. And it's about education, which yeah. is something that we are doing.
2: That's, that's great. That's great to hear. I mean, especially you've got like three offices on the ground there, obviously taking it very seriously. And I think, I mean, that's the th- the key thing that I think a lot of sellers, we 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 kind of jump to the offensive a little bit or the defensive, whichever you want to call it, where we're like, you know, these guys, you know, they're out there, they're trying to basically screw the system. But essentially... They're just doing it either because they don't know or because they can, right? So (laughs) it's not about screwing the system. It's about actually using the system. Um, And so now they understand that, you know, they have to be VAT registered. It's just different cultures that do different things. And I think we can't, you know, have a downer about what's going on. As you said, right up front, Melanie, it's about thinking about where is the opportunity. Zig where other people zag, right? So um, you made some great points there about, good quality products. Just because you also get your product from China doesn't mean to say it's not good quality, but it's about the way you brand the product, the, the types of customer service that you give, the types of um, the way that you address the customer. So all those key things are going to make you stand out and be different versus anyone else. Mm-hmm. And also being compliant and building the, the business in the right way through compliance, as opposed to just trying to cut corners because it will eventually bite you on the bum. You might have a couple of years of you know sailing through, but it will catch up with you eventually, right, if you don't build it in the right way.
0: Yeah. It's the quality, it's, sorry, because it's the quality controls as well. we, yeah. we supply got the third eye, you've got the men on the ground, you go out to China, you source the product, you've got uh, a quality controller there, and then the product comes to you, you check it again. So you've got loads of quality controls that are in place, whereas for them, they'll produce it straight from the factory out nobody quality controls or checks it so that's where the difference is yes you're right producing the same place but when it comes to quality it's going to be different why because you know mine will be checked better than yours now also with the tax authorities clamping down you know it's going to be a plain level filled
2: yeah absolutely which is which is great so Melanie, thanks so much for hanging out with us today and giving all your insights. It's a very, it's a complex subject, but I think you've managed to make it quite simple for people to understand. So if people want to connect with you for more information about VAT, expanding into the UK, Europe, where should they go? What's, what's your best contact information?
0: So they can reach me on melanie at com. melanie at com. Alternatively, uh, my colleague as well, Tom Meek, who is on... Uh, Tom.meek, which is M-E-E-K, at com.
2: Awesome. And we'll put those links in the show notes at the bottom as well. Thanks, right. Mike. Yeah,
1: and thank definitely you. we want to thank you, Melanie. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, we've, been, we've known you virtually for years, and it's been great to obviously get to speak to you finally. And obviously, Kirsty finally got to meet you. And, you know, like, like she said, um, sharing your insights is incredibly invaluable to anybody who's listening, to the people that we know as our members and everything like that. So, you know, really, really appreciate, you know, you coming on and sharing that with us. So, everybody, guys, obviously, if you have any questions, reach out to Melanie or Tom, her associate. We'll put those, those email addresses in the show notes below this episode. And if you like what you heard today, be sure to hit, uh, hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with friends who might get value out of it as well. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful Amazon business to fuel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint of Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. 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 Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.